I believe inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What's up? What's up, everybody? This is Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for spreading the word. Thank you. I can't say thank you enough. For those that would like to support monetarily, please, 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 please go to my anchor page at anchor.fm slash Vales World Podcast. Uh, hit the support button. You can donate anywhere from 99 cent to 9.99. For those that don't know, all those funds will be going to marketing um, the podcast. So the plan in the upcoming weeks, months, however long it may take, is to get a marketing manager so we can really spread the word of this podcast. I can't continue to to talk to my family and friends. There's millions of people out there. So I just want to make sure that you all are sharing me with more than just you. And feel free to share with your family, friends, anything, any episode that you feel like they may like. Do us all a favor, support, subscribe, share. All those things can take this podcast a long way. It's a we thing, not an I thing, because I am we. Make sure that you all follow our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Vales World Podcast. If you want to email um, a, a, a show suggestion, a book suggesting, suggestion, um, some feedback, feel free to email us at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. Now on with the show. So for those that don't know, for those that do know, rundown of the show, we're going to start off with the good read. Today we got a nice good read. I'll tell you that. We got a nice episode, honestly. Um, good read. Then we're going to go into what's popping which is some some dope things, you know, stay tuned for that. And then we're going to go into what we here for. I don't do that French. So we're going to talk more into that when we get there. But let's get it in. Good read. Today's good read is Insecure in Love. How anxious attachment can make you feel jealous, needy, and worried. And what you can do about it. By Leslie Becker Phelps. Man, 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 man. So, of course, I read this book. <laughs> I had to. And just learning. So, I think it's important not only to fill myself with business, personal development, professional development, um, history, and things of that nature. I think it's just as important for me to fill myself with knowledge on relationships. Yes, I'm single right now. Do I plan on being single forever? No. I plan on having a wife. I plan on having kids. 
you know, those are part of my lifetime goals. But right now I'm just not in that space to commit and give the amount of attachment that's needed. So this book was dope because not only did it just display some things that I had in the past, um, which was one reason why my last two exes, like, I think we followed each other, but we probably had each other muted. And like, even like, they probably still muted. I just never took them off. Uh, but that's just something that we had to do is like, hey, you know, social media is not our thing uh, because we can't control who comments on things. Uh, so just reading some of the comments and things of that nature, it was just very, very triggering. So it was like, it wasn't her entertaining them. And in most cases, it wasn't me entertaining them. It was just the comments that was being said at the time. So it created this anxiety in a sense. And this book really explains some of those things, even the things that we believe is healthy. It turned out that some of those things are actually toxic. Um, you know, if your romantic partner ever, you know, called you clingy or insecure or desperate or jealous and things of that nature. And uh, it's funny because I feel like those things kind of intertwine with love and being with someone as it pertains to expectations. Like you want, like it, it, <laughs> it depends on the person you want it for, from and how they deliver it because if you're in love with somebody, you're not going to call them clingy. You're going to want them around. Um, if, if I've I seen people that, you know, women been around me and believe that I don't like them, that I lack love and care and concern for them because I don't get jealous. Right. Because I'm secure with our relationship. I'm confident in them to make the best decision for us. And that that comes off as I don't care because I'm not showing the typical jealousy factor or trait that they used to and that they feel like they need, which was always kind of weird, weird for me. Um, this book really goes into depth of like early childhood traumas. Of why people constantly are on alert why they're anxious, why they're worried when it comes to their significant other. Um, and and they might suffer from anxious attachment. That's what it is. Or, or fear abandonment, right? And all those things come from, like, if we really dig deep into why do we feel like we have to know about this person's every move or why do we feel like we have to be acknowledged as this person's person, right? Or why is this individual being clingy and loving on me and, 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 and vibing with me? Why is this the sense of everything that I asked for that's supposed to go right? Why is, why is it making me feel uncomfortable and why I'm not receptive of this love? I was watching Malcolm and Marie last night and, and this was a part of the toxicity that they were going through, the conversations that needed to be had, that they were having. Envy within the relationship. Where does these things root from? And, and it also gave you know, possible you know, recommendations and or solutions of how do you, you know, explore our old um, anxiety, you know, perceptions and habits without being overwhelmed and paralyzed by them. 
understanding the psychological factors that contribute to the root of your attachment, right? How can you learn to gain confidence and security so that you can build healthy relationships for a lifetime? Because that's important. So this this book was it was it was pretty dope. I give it that. Some of these things you can take in any relationship, a work relationship, uh, mentor mentee relationship, because a lot of people just have this weird form of attachment and are loved and are being loved because of things that we experienced in our past, either directly or indirectly. And it makes us hard to move forward within relationships, not just the intimate ones, but all relationships. You might have a bad boss and now you think every boss is going to be as horrible as that one. Or if someone does anything that a sibling has done in the past and you know the outcome of it, if they did that, it'll trigger something, then the outcome never happens. Right. So, yeah, this is a good book, man. Insecure in Love, How Anxious Attachment Can Make You Feel Jealous, Needy and Worried and What You Can Do About It by Leslie Becker Phelps. And earlier, it's a PhD in the name. So I was like, oh, dang, I was supposed to say doctor. Um, but yeah, man, good book, good read. So let's go ahead and go into what's happening. Great news, great news, great news. Man, I I paid off my credit card. And this could be a whole segment within itself one of these days. Uh, I'm just really, you know, still processing it. So. For those that know me, I've been talking about this for a while. Uh, January of last year, I had a credit card statement that was around $12,000. And it's just one particular card. I had other debt and other cards as well. But this was like the highest one. And it grew from four years of senior in college, moved to Florida, getting my master's at FAU, uh, then spent my my year in Orlando after I graduated. So it was a lot, man. That card really got me through a lot. And, you know, in the grace of my business partners and things of that nature and really just becoming financial literate, especially last year when I was able to read all these books, Dave Ramsey, uh, Robert uh, from Good Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and, and things of that nature it just allowed me to get some knowledge that I didn't have at first. How to budget. What's the significance of a budget? What a budget looks like. Budgeting isn't starving and, and going without. So this 14 months have been amazing. Uh, financially being able to grow. COVID really impacted a lot of things, but I was able to save a lot of money as well as focus on goals that I had. Most of the time, I spend a lot of money in social settings. Uh, I'm a social drinker, so I, you'll never really see me at home by myself just drinking. Uh, usually, I got alcohol here, but it's usually when someone comes over, someone's in town, when I have a guest, things of that nature. And when we go out to the club, I want to have fun, enjoy myself, you know, so I'm just swiping away. So I wasn't able to do that as much last year, and this year are the results. Uh, so I say 16, although, you know, in the beginning it was 12. There were months that I was like still spending a lot of money, especially in the beginning because of some lifestyle changes. 
Uh, so I had to make some adjustments and, and get some things to make me more comfortable uh, with the new change of early last year. Uh, so that kind of added to it. But then also interest. I believe I paid like $3,000 in like interest uh, for last year or close to it. And then these last two months, uh, February and July, I'm not really sure how much I paid. But, yeah, I was able to pay around $16,000 off in 14 months. And I did it the hard way, did it long way, did some balance transfers with some non-interest rate cards. Um, man, it was it was a lot, man. But I figured out, went in my savings, got some things out the way. And now to see that this balance is on zero is one of the best feelings in my life. So it, it it can be done. If anyone that was following me on this journey of last year, y'all can tell I was in I was in Houston, I was in Dallas, uh, made a trip to Atlanta, uh, made it to St. Louis, um, helped cover some expenses for my mom's death. Like I I definitely wasn't going without, but I was going with more intention when things that I needed and things that I wanted things that can wait, things that can be purchased. Again, when I purchase things, I usually plan three months ahead of time. And then I also plan three months after. If it's an impulsive purchase, I, I plan on how, how is this going to affect me for the next three months. And then I level and balance myself out. So that's great. Credit card paid off. I'm happy. Again, that'll be a whole episode. Trace songs and Chloe reactions. Man, last couple of weeks have been crazy. We have. I haven't seen or heard the Trey Songs tape or whatever happened. Uh, I just woke up one day and on Twitter, Trey Songs was trending, and <laughs> and it was it was interesting. Like I'm I'm kind of getting the scope of where that conversation's headed. But then I seen someone that made a comment in regards of how we idolize Trey Songs, but we diminish Chloe. For one, I don't know who's diminishing Chloe. Uh, she was always sweet, nice, kind from the outside looking in. From what I've seen, I was surprised that when she started becoming um, more separated from her, her sister and started doing her own thing. Like a lot of times women don't do sexual things, seductive things for men. Sometimes they do it just because they want to do it, it builds their confidence. It, you know, they have the doubts of being, am I sexy enough? Am I thick enough? Am I this enough? Am I that? Am I beautiful? And they want to feel beautiful. And it's on social media because sometimes they don't have the confidence to do that. Right? I had a, a ex that talked bad on people that drink, that smoked, you know, twerked and all that stuff. And then she moved in. She was taking pole dances, twerk classes, and things of that nature, but just seeing that that's a part of feminism in a sense, right? Because it's being able to do whatever the fuck you want in your body, and no one's able to tell you what you should and what you shouldn't do. You've been too sexual when it's proven that 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 women still suffer domestic violence and, and sexual assault with fucking a suit and a uniform on that's fully clothed so all these excuses of why we have for women that that go through these things and oh you look like a hoe so you get treated like a hoe and things of that nature what does a hoe look like what does that what does that feel like 
Like, why can't we think below the surface level of the trauma that's 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 built up for many black women as it pertains to attitude, personality, you know, mental, their physical things that they don't ask for. You know, you know, so it's a woman that just has a fat ass and every day since the time she was 12 all the way until you know she moved out of house all you think you grown and all this other shit you just fast like this lady has a a 4.0 never had sex a virgin but just because she's she's developed at such a young age we automatically assume the worst right she just didn't get those because of genetics. She she got her body because she's out here doing more. So when it came to the Trey Songz thing, oh man, I want to go over Trey Songz's house. I I think the biggest thing that kind of hurt me was the fact that there were black women downing Chloe. There were black women, and like we we are in this space of Black Lives Matter, women empowerment. So it always hurt me even more seeing someone that that have those lenses and diminishing every fucking thing about women empowerment, right? Embracing their skin, embracing their sexy, embracing their brains, embracing freedom. And it hurts seeing that. But again, you can't make everyone happy. So it makes sense. Same people that they want the neighbors to know their name are the same people that's getting upset with a dancer, singer, entertainer, talented young lady dancing in her room. The audacity. How? It doesn't make sense. But I'm not about to go too deep into it. I'm not going to go too far into it. Um I appreciate Chloe for for finding her, you know, herself, allowing herself to be detached from her sister and the group to really show us her personality. Um uh, quite sure it's been very hard for her to do this for a while. Age, you know, management, things of that nature. So it's great that she's creating that space for her and doing what the hell she wants. Salute again. Chloe is an entertainer. She's not my doctor. She's not my lawyer. She's not my therapist. She's not my CPA. So I don't have those expectations on someone that gets paid to entertain the masses. Right? Okay. I'm done. Get it done, Biden. Get it done. So they're trying to figure out how to eliminate then. How? Senators, my dog Liz, they wrote up a a bill, and they're trying to get. I think so. It ain't affirmative action because that's with the popos. But whatever the president has to do to sign off on some stuff, uh, to get fifty thousand removed off student from student loan debt. From everybody, everybody that's making under $175,000, which is a lot of Americans. Um, I'm definitely a part of that group. And I will be blessed if they were to, if they pay the $50,000, I might think about paying the other $50,000 off. I just might. But baby steps. So it's a, it's a mixture of figuring out if the president has the, the right and the authority to sign off. 
on this on this bill. And then he's saying that the Secretary of Education actually has to sign off on it. So now we're in this rumble of who has the true authority to sign off on counseling $50,000 of student loan debt. That's a lot. That actually put a lot of people in, in good spaces. Not me personally. If they can, like, give me the leftovers that some of the people <laughs> may that some of the people that may not need the money may have, you know, I'll let your boy cause I need it. Uh, that was, that was exciting. So we did get the STEMI approved as well. So the 14 supposed to come in the next couple of weeks. It was a Super Bowl weekend. So I haven't really been following. Um, but last time I heard, they said in the next couple of weeks, Hopefully some some stuff didn't change. I know how politics are. Um, Biden actually spoke at the Super Bowl and he was talking about racial injustice and things of that nature. So it's it's great to see in these last couple weeks since he, you know, since the inauguration, having the first black vice president, the first woman vice president, the first Asian vice president is amazing. And They've been doing a lot. They had to reverse a lot of things that President Trump put into place uh, or counseled or whatnot or, you know, the, the organizations that America had left, joining those again. So it was a lot within these last uh, two or three weeks. So I'm, in, I'm excited to see what the next two or three can do and really excited to see the outcome of the first 100 days. So already in making good progress from where we was um, January 6th. And I'm, I'm just excited to see the ride. So today's topic, I don't do that friend. People, 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 stop fighting for titles for your own securities. It's toxic. Stop forcing people to be within a title that you really don't mean and that you're starting off badly. The biggest, especially with me, because my biggest thing is I want to create spaces. Like when I'm into someone, I want to create a space where that individual can be who they truly are and not the person they believe that I want them to be because you can only wear a mask for so long. Like I want to create a space where you can be as transparent with me as I'm going to be with you. Like unconditionally, like no title needed, nothing needed. I'm going to support you. I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to have the conversations that we have. I'm going to be as honest as you as 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 you can take. Um, I'm going to make adjustments to ensure that our relationship, you know, can can survive. And I just ask for people to do the same, but they really don't. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, I actually had two women kind of circled the block and started having conversations that we should have had when we actually stopped um, communicating. And a lot of that just came from 
this idea of, you know, I'm thinking everything cool and then just randomly one day, oh, we should be friends. So that's a, that's the first red flag. So now I'm giving y'all some some pointers on my red flags. So like when you do that, I already know something is is fishy. Something's not right, especially when you talk about all the things that I've done wrong and or that you don't approve of or or that, you know, you're more deserving. But then say Oh, but we can be friends. So that's already a red flag within itself. So it's like we can't even com- communicate effectively. And you want to be my friend. That doesn't make sense to me. Like you deserve A, B, C, and D. I'm not providing that. But we can be friends. That doesn't make sense at all. So that's always my 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 first red flag. And and I, I must say that leaving parts of the truth out intentionally is equal to a lie. It's equal to a lie, which means this friendship that you're trying to force would have been created on lies. This committed intimate relationship this partnership that we have would have been created on top of lies which means you have to make a lie to cover up that lie and continue to lie because you wasn't being 100 in the beginning and more than anything more than the title you got to be 100 with me and if you're not i sense that and i'm not gonna fold a lot of people won't control but you can't control me and i'm not gonna fold you can call it stubborn. Well, one thing I can say, doing it the veil way has got me a long way. And I ain't breaking that for nothing. And the truth would definitely come to light as it, as it always has. My intuition has always come to, to truth. Every vibe, every gut feeling that I've had, especially when it comes to women and, and, and relationship, has always been right. And you might not tell me in that moment, but I'm going to dig it out of you. It can be three months. It can be six months. It can be three years. It can be six years. The truth is going to come out. And it always does. And that's the reason why we can't be friends. Because you wasn't truthful in the beginning. You wanted to slang poison my way, make me seem as if I was the bad person when I was nothing but transparent with you from the jump. When we met, your first word wasn't, do you want a girlfriend? Your first words was, I don't want a boyfriend because I just got out of a relationship, a long-term relationship, and it didn't end good. Or I'm just not in the space. I want to work on myself. So I'm not really looking for a guy. I just want somebody that I can hang out with and things of that nature. But then I just, I take people for what they say. You know, it's not even this happened to me many of times, many of times. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm in that space as well. I'm not really trying to commit to a a woman right now on that level because I'm committed to getting out of debt, taking care of my family, on my business. I'm committed to so many other things that a woman will not make the top three on my priority list right now. And that's just being a hundred. As fucked up as it may sound, that's being real. As real as I can possibly be. I don't have the capacity for that right now because 
I started so far back that I'm climbing out. I started in a negative. <laughs> I got even deeper in the negative. So now I'm climbing out just to get to zero. My view on a lot of things is completely different. I don't need love as a priority. And that may sound, oh, love, love don't pay for bills. Love, done, love not finna pay off my student loan debt. Love not doing all that. If anything, love and and like most of the, the hardest emotions, sadness, anger, envy, jealousy, these things blur your blur your perception. Like you, you miss out on opportunities when love, fear, anger, jealousy, and envy is in front of you. When you have these glasses on, it blurs everything. <laughs> I don't have the capacity to to take into consideration someone else's livelihood right now. And I'm telling you this. It ain't because you're a horrible person. It ain't because I don't like you. Yeah, I like you. I see myself being with you, but now isn't the time. And who am I to waste your time, right? <laughs> I'm being respectful of your time and still supporting the decision that you make. But because of that, I'm the bad guy. Folks don't be 100. So the last two times this kind of happened, uh, I found out months down the line that when the friend, when the press friend situation, you know, conversation was being, you know, forced upon me, it wasn't necessarily that, hey, I want you to be a friend. It was more of a transition period. So in order for them to feel right and feel like expectations and boundaries are set with the friend word, it wasn't even for me. It was for them to feel good within themselves as they transitioning to a different person, which I'm not. I don't feel entitled to knowing anything that you don't want to tell me. I'm going to support whatever decision you make with or without the knowledge. That's just me. But if you was 100 from the start, if you said, hey, hey, Vail, you know, I know I said that. I wasn't looking for a guy, but just being around you and all these things, it reminded me that I really do love that companionship. I really do love that attention. And I know you're not there yet. And I respect and appreciate that. But I think I want to explore, you know, other options and things of that nature. And I would have been like, cool. Shit. Yeah, I'm about that shit. <laughs> Fuck it. Conversations change. Um, interactions change, right? Because you got to alter those things. You just allow me, you gave me the choice to fi to figure out if I want to be in your life or not with this new knowledge. But then you took that away from me when you were too focused on the objective of making me your friend opposed to doing friend shit, right? If that's your friend, you're going to tell your friend this information up front. You're not going to be afraid of, of losing me with your truth. You found out that, hey, you like this attention. You like this stuff. You found a guy that you're interested in that's interested in you just as much. I support that. I'm not going to leave you because of that. I might fall back just because I respect your relationship and I respect what we had and I don't want to be a distraction. But it's not about to be as if 
we hate each other, or have this dislike for each other or just this miscommunication because we lack communication, period, because you can be 100. Communication is is the importance of any relationship. And without that, we get stuck in this weird, misty space. So now months down the line, when we had this conversation, the time that, you know, I found out that the time that you was trying to force this friend thing on me was the same time that you was transitioning to to your new boo. And I remember in undergrad, it was it was spaces in which like that was happening and 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 they were messing with guys that I call brother. So I'm not nothing can get worse than that. So I'm used to this. I'm like, oh, no, it's somebody else that I don't know. Oh, man, that's shit. That's a field day i can i can i can deal with that i dealt with the worst so it's like that's why we can't be friends that's why i don't do friends right majority of the women in my life that i have built a genuine relationship with no sex nothing we just talk about everything them like my sisters even with guys, I don't have friends. Every 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 dude that I'm close with, they're my bros, my mentors, my mentees, my business partners. I grew up in a landscape of family, right? Created a family. Everybody, brothers and cousins, God brothers. <laughs> I don't know if it's such thing as God cousins, but we have that. That's how my relationships are based. And, and if I have sexual desires from you how could you be my friend like when i get married i want my wife to know and believe that if i say an attractive young lady is my friend that that's all it was and even if i said in the in the midst of a political correct moment I'm making sure that she's get the information. Yeah, baby, I used to, you know, I used to fuck around with her back in the day, but it ain't like that no more. I'm just letting you know that information. Got to be 100 with my wife. I don't want my wife to be like, oh, yeah, if that's your friend and we started off as friends, what that friendship can become is a, you know, like, mm. So my biggest thing is how can I, you know, live up to my universal truth? And for me, and I'm not talking about the world, I'm talking about for me. I always think about things if it was in my favor and if it wasn't in my favor. If it was somebody that told me this that I like and it was somebody that told me this that I don't like. I always try to think about the polar opposites of each uh, scenario and figure out how would I respond. And if my response is the same, I know I made the right decision based off me. The right decision, the right choice, right? So that's why I can't do that friend shit. It's, it's not genuine. If we have relations and all this other stuff, you know, if you want a title shit, we should fuck around. I'm perfectly fine with that. You don't have to be my friend for me to... Go to sleep at night. You don't have to be my friend for me to feel some type of importance in your life. You don't have to be my friend uh, so that you can have something 
to to tell everyone that makes sense to you. You don't have to be my friend to confirm these expectations and boundaries that you have. And if you need those things perfectly fine, I tell people all the time, you can call me whatever you want, but don't be upset when I don't. <laughs> whatever you need to do to help you sleep at night, do it. I support it, but don't be upset when I don't. Don't be upset at me um, for not going against something that I communicated many a times. Don't be upset with me because I'm, I'm sticking to my truths the same way that you're sticking to yours. Like, that's what people have to understand. Stop trying to control people. Stop trying to overpower people because of your insecurities, because of your jealousy, because of your clinginess. All these ancient attachments, anxious. <laughs> My accent. The fear of abandonment. Like I can help you as long as, as long as we can be 100 with each other. I'm not going to leave you because you have a man. I'm not going to leave you because we are not friends or because I'm not using the title friend. There's no light switch on 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 my heart, on my love, on my feelings. I can't wake up one day and be feeling you and then the next day, oh, just because you say friends, oh, we're going to be friends and, and, and just accept that because you randomly threw this friend thing on me because you was mentally prepared and or you got some shit going on over there that you can't discuss. Just because you have that shit going on doesn't mean I have that shit going on. It's going to take some time for me to hit this switch and get in this space of, okay, this is what it is. And you holding so so much inside that now every interaction that we have, physical, on the phone, community, you know, social media is, is awkward now because you holding some shit in. And then once you release that, everything else is great from there. I got to tell you that you have a boyfriend. I got to tell you that you're seeing someone in order for us to get back to where we were before you start forcing this friend shit on me. Because it was so much holding. You were repressing so much information so many feelings so many things going on and then once you release that conversations are now we back laughing now everything ain't an argument now it ain't i deserve this i deserve more i deserve better what was i doing that 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 you felt like you didn't deserve i don't call women bitches i don't raise my voice i don't put my hands on women like, I'm not verbally abusive. I'm not physically abusive. I can't control the mental part. Like, I can't control that. And anyone that, you know, have seen me or know me on an intimate level, I'm a very affectionate, loving person. Might not do it in public, but behind closed doors, you know, in certain spaces, and you know, I'm very affectionate. Big old baby. Uh, <laughs> very, very big baby. Listening. You know, ask people if you, you know, want to vent or do you want feedback? Very understanding. All these things makes me who I am. And that's the bare minimum. And I'm going to give these things to people just for being people. I'm going to respect, honor, love, trust just because you are human. 
until proven otherwise, I'm going to give you the space to mess up. And once you mess up, I'm not going to cut you off completely. I'm just going to deal with you how I have to deal with you. And I'm understanding that every love, honor, trust, respect, all those things have different grades to it. So just because you don't respect me doesn't mean that you don't love me. Just because you don't love me doesn't mean you don't trust. It's just so many different things, and we can talk about that later. But, yeah, this episode, I really just wanted to focus on why I don't do that friendship. So if we was fucking around, just know your title forever will be embedded as we was fucking around, and that's what it was. Nothing wrong with that. Just because we fucking, you know, we used to fuck around don't mean I'm disrespect you, don't mean I'm be an ass, don't mean none of that. Like, shit, I like you more, I respect you more, I honor you more, I love you more, I trust you more than a motherfucker I didn't fuck. And there's weight that come with that. Man, let me know how y'all feel about this episode. Um, it's a lot. Make sure y'all hit me up on Twitter, Vales World Podcast. Instagram, Facebook, all that. Shoot me an email, veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. Uh, leave a voice thing too, voice message, man. I don't know how my cousin did it, but I'm going I'm to figure out how to play her, her voice message, man. I think that's dope. And salute everybody that support that 99 cent, that that 499, that that 9.99, do me a favor, send that to your friends, your friends friends, your cousin, your auntie, help a brother out, man. Together we can take this thing a long way. Love y'all. Peace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. Veils World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message. And more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.